You are listening to the Therefore a Geek podcast, episode 37. Therefore, a geek. I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy, and I'm Becky. And this is now Tracy's first podcast back from her uh, summer abroad. Yeah, very abroad. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. We'll 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 talk about your trip a little bit in just a minute here. Um, but the the, the general topic uh, today, aside from from welcoming Tracy back, is. Um, we're looking to expand on the uh, the geek definition post we had a couple, well, probably, it's, oh, hell, it's probably been a year almost now. Mm-hmm. And basically what we want to do is, is talk about what it means for us to be a geek and how it impacts our lives and our relationships and things like that. Yeah. We did, uh, we also touched on this a little bit with the All Geek Girl podcast uh, a couple of months ago as well, um, talking a little bit about what it means to be a female geek and how that's changed. Um, well, you attempted to. You guys kind of got off topic for a while. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, as we are wont to do. But yes. Um, so we will certainly be revisiting that one, I think, in the future. Yeah. So, uh, like, I, like I just said, though, let's, let's, let's start off. Tracy, tell us about your trip. Okay. Um, I spent nine and a half weeks in Europe, um, partly uh, a, a full month of that was to do a study abroad course, which was the very last thing that I had to do to wrap up my diploma. And so I'm a full-fledged member of the alumni community of the world. Yeah. Yep. I'm an academic. Um, but then after that, we just, and and that was in Spain. So I spent uh, a full month in Santiago, Spain, uh, near the famous cathedral and, um, wandering around there, which was really beautiful. And it was exactly what you expect from Spain, like whitewashed walls, terracotta roofs. I really kind of have this impression in my head of all these European countries. And then there is the more rational side of me that kept saying, there's no way that's real. You know, that's this is 2015. You know, the people don't live like that anymore. But actually, some people really still do. And that, that was true in every country that I visited. Um, so then we spent, um, but my friend Teresa, who's been on the podcast before, um, she and I went around Europe after the study abroad program ended. So we spent some time in Southern France, uh, Lyon, France, Switzerland. We went to Zurich for two days. Um, really expensive, but really beautiful. (laughs) So beautiful. Um, Germany loved Munich, loved Cologne. Uh, we dropped by Aachen, Germany, which was the, um, Charlemagne seat of power. Um, and we got to see his throne and also his femur because the Catholics like to uh, put things in gold boxes with windows and show you. Um, that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so then after that, we did the Netherlands, Belgium, and we spent um, 24 hours in Iceland on the way back. So Ooh, very cool. Yeah, we actually drove right by the HBO Game of Thrones headquarters in Iceland, saw the nice big poster of, I believe it was Tyrion Lannister. Um, from the promo the promo posters there was a big one on the side of the building and we went, both went oh, 
we should sneak in there. But of course, you know, that's illegal and stuff. So we didn't really want to get deported, you know, 15 hours before we were supposed to be back anyway. So I mean, you were leaving anyways, though. We were. I mean, would anyone have noticed is my question. Probably not by the time we were already gone. Yeah, although you may have had a hard time fitting that in a carry-on. Yeah, my suitcase was really small. Man. Oh, well. You live, you learn. I know, I know. <laughs> Next time, I'm bringing a bigger suitcase for souvenirs. No, no ma'am. No, you cannot check a 30-foot-long 30, <laughs> 30 rolled poster. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but I'm sure that it'll fit in the cargo hold. Yeah, no. So, yeah, it was it was fantastic. I'll throw some pictures up together in a gallery and, and post those. All right, sounds good. Do you have any any geeky experiences while you were gone? Um, I had a lot of geeky experiences while I was gone. Um, every single town that I went to had a comic book store. That was just a thing. Um, and there are a ton of geeks all over Europe. It was crazy. Um, and the probably the biggest, craziest, funnest experience that I had was going to um, a, a Tolkien-only store in the Netherlands. Um, this man has that runs it and owns it, um, he's been collecting Tolkien stuff since, um, gosh, probably about 30 years, I think. Um, and he has um, original scripts from the Lord of the Rings movies signed by the cast. And um, he had a beautiful poster signed by Richard Taylor, um, who's one of the Weta um, digital guys. Um, and I was freaking out about that. Um, he also has a handwritten letter that Tolkien wrote to a fan. Um, just a lot of stuff in his personal collection. And then he just had crazy amounts of stuff for sale. First editions of books. I mean, uh, oh, and he had a double life-size Urukai statue that was for sale. It was about 6,000 euro. And it probably cost twice that to ship it back to the U.S. So, um, At yeah. least. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was really excited about that that guy, though. He was pretty cool. Very nice. Well, I'll throw I'll throw a link to his uh, website in the in the show notes too. Is any of it in English? Yes, actually, the, <laughs> the Dutch speak almost perfect English, and almost everything is in English. Sometimes even before it's in Dutch, which is crazy. Yeah, I really like the Netherlands. If I had to pick a place to live in Europe, I would go back to the Netherlands. It was gorgeous. I think my folks are actually going to the Netherlands later this year. I envy them because I would go back in a heartbeat. It was amazing. And there are seriously a ton of windmills. You don't, you think that <laughs> there wouldn't be because, you know, we don't use windmills that much anymore, but they have a ton of them. Both the brand new turbine kind and then the old fashioned kind too. What nice. about the wooden shoes? Um, mostly the wooden shoes seem to be filled with tulip bulbs for tourists. So they exist, <laughs> okay. but although I was told that they do stick them out, like in certain provinces, I guess, um, it's still kind of a big tradition to put them out at Christmas time or whatever. Also, their Santa Claus is really racist. Oh, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was it was a fun learning experience. <laughs> I, I I mean I mean I'm curious now, but not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to dig into that one. Not 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 on this show. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was Europe in a nutshell. I mean, it was crazy. I can't possibly tell all the stories you know tolkien but. and racist santas that's the netherlands right yeah. there no. okay cool yeah yeah well, that, i mean we, we're, we're glad you enjoyed it even more glad you're back yes i'm pretty sure everyone's gotten really tired of just hearing my voice on this podcast <laughs> I, I mean since i edit them all i'm really tired of hearing my own voice on this podcast <laughs> 
yeah i'm really glad to be back as well i mean it was an amazing nine weeks but by the end i was really exhausted good and i really wanted to just walk into a target and see everything that i could ever want to buy right in one spot that is the most amazing thing ever yes target's the best yep it's true so uh getting back to our our actual little topic here tracy kind of how do you see being a geek is has having impacted your life in the broadest sense, it made me a really weird kid, but as an adult, it's impacted a lot of how I make friends. I, I, I know that there are things that people who are not geeks have in common with each other, but I don't really know what those things are. So having something that I'm this passionate about and this excited about makes it that much easier when anyone else is remotely interested in it i mean we instantly have a conversation starter um that was a one of the big things that i loved about going to william and mary the first couple of weeks of orientation and meeting everyone um was that we would do these get to know you games and almost always like my contribution would be like i like to cosplay or whatever and then all of a sudden you would say because it's such a geeky school you would see everyone go oh me too (laughs) in fact um one of the guys that i went to visit in the netherlands luke is um, the the reason that we clicked right away was that he likes to cosplay as the Green Power Ranger. Okay. So yeah, that was that was our very first introduction. Like, hey, I'm Tracy. I like to cosplay. I'm Luke. I cosplay as the Green Power Ranger. And then we were instantly friends. It was great. Um, so yeah, it makes it really easy for me to make friends with other geeks. And it also tells me who I don't want to hang out with. Because if you say something like, I really like Game of Thrones, and the other person says, I hate everything with dragons, then I'm like, you know, if this probably won't work out. We should just move on. <laughs> no, I've definitely, um, starting when I started started working at uh, my current job, couple, a couple of weeks into it, I mentioned something about going to get my weekly comics. And uh, one of my coworkers was like, oh, oh, you shouldn't say that out loud. That's creepy. It's like... Yeah, we're not going to get along. <laughs> yeah. And then bizarrely enough, like six months later, she gave me a card to lo- to when Local Heroes opened up. She's the one who gave me a card for the place. Oh. Yeah, I I got nothing on that one, but it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, mm, I think we're going to have some issues here. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at the very least, it tells you who to kind of stay away from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's certain things like, you know, we tend to uh, wear our interests on our shirts. Totally do, <laughs> actually. Totally um, do. And because of that, you know, we're a little we're able to identify each other uh, a little little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wearing my interests on my pants right now. I have Disney pants. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I am a Disney geek. Fine. <laughs> Geek doesn't just mean comics and sci-fi, <laughs> right? Well, and, and that's that—that that is one thing we, you know, we kind of talked about in the in the post, and I think that's a good point to make, is that you know, realistically, the idea behind a geek—I mean, there's certain things that are that are typically considered geeky, but the real basic definition is someone who's very passionate about their interests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there, there are certain things, you know. Sports and whatnot don't, you know, if you're a real big sports fan, that kind of, I think there's a, there's like, I'm a big sports fan. And then I think there's a level of geek within that, you know, the guys, yeah. the, 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 the sportscasters who know all the stats from every team, 
yep. for the last mm-hmm. 40 yep. years. That can identify can, all yeah. the special teams moves just by looking at them. And can, well, and yeah. can, you know, can recall them at will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Keith, uh, the one that comes to mind is actually Keith Olbermann. Yes. That yeah. dude is, 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 has some baseball knowledge that is deep and disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absol- well, I absolutely agree with that. That's, that's a great point to make that it's a little different. Right, and then I'm like, there are like people who, like, you can be a fan of something and and not, even something geeky and not necessarily be a geek. You know, there are people who are like, yeah, I like Star Wars. Yeah. And then there's people like me who, you know, we're sitting in my Star Wars office right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, that, Walking a, Dead is a big one for me. That yeah, that's of, a good one. Um, oh well, I really like zombies and or the apocalypse is a little bit different than. I know exactly how zombies come to be in every single franchise that involves <laughs> zombies. You know, I mean. Well, and, and then there, there are certain things like, like Walking Dead that, that appeal to a much larger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being really surprised a few years ago, um, finding out my cousin Kim loves The Walking Dead. Yeah. I no, would never have guessed that in a million years. Yeah. Yeah, apparently she stays up, watches The Walking Dead, and then can't sleep. because she she freaks herself out yep (laughs) so then she calls one of her friends and keeps her friend up all night as well oh no well maybe maybe that's not the best um that's what dvrs are made for yeah Yeah. (laughs) i've never gotten into the walking dead (laughs) that wasn't my thing either i watched the first season and i was and i kind of just stopped caring again by the time walking dead had come out i i was already feeling zombies were played out yes now, now it's even more so, and, and I just... Well, I think everyone's gotten a little tired that. of zombies at this point. I haven't seen any new zombie yeah. stuff. It's kind of like vampires, the previous mm-hmm. thing. I'm mm-hmm. sh- I'm sure it'll be, I don't know, fairies or something coming Probably. up. Probably. Yeah. Something along those lines. People make fairy gardens. And well, I think yeah. and just in general, things go cyclically. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you watch Hollywood. There was a while we got a lot of the, a lot of the, the sword and sandal... Uh, mm-hmm. Epics, you know, yep. Troy and that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, and Alexander. Then T- it was um, remade for, or um, like fairy tales remade for adults for a while. So you had like right. a Once Upon a Time and a Once Upon a Time Alice in Wonderland for, spinoff. Yep. And then there were a whole bunch of, um, there was like four movies in within about three years of Snow White variations, mm-hmm. um, which I love, by the way. That's one of my favorite things. I love fairy tales remade for adults, but um, so read, I was really excited. Have but. you read Fables? Yes. Yes, I have. I actually own the first one. Okay. Or the first trade, I should say. Yeah. Um, which is clearly Once Upon a Time ripped off Fables. Like, <laughs> so obviously. Oh, oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. I was like, oh, really? Anyway. Um, but I do like uh, Jennifer Morrison, who's the main mm-hmm. uh, actress in that. So I always, I've, I loved her from House. Yep. So I just yeah. kind of followed her over. And then that, I, I mean, Once Upon a Time was good for about three seasons. It was pretty nice. It was. Yeah. And then sort of they added Frozen. Yeah, yeah, that was where I was like <laughs> they Frozen jumped to the shark with Frozen. <laughs> I, I was like Frozen isn't even that's new. That's brand new. That someone made that up. No. And it's not even remotely related to the <laughs> fairy tale that it's based off of. But that's yes. a whole other <laughs> Well, I mean, thing. part of that is ABC is owned by Disney. Well, so, yes. so it's like they can right. do what they want. Well, it's not just that, but it's also like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Hey, let's throw the Disney stuff in here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, "Mm, you should have left that, like, uncrossed over. And I think especially with it 
the purpose of Once Upon a Time was it was more of an adult show than a kid's show. Adults are sick of Frozen. <laughs> it's the kids who still like it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Although I have, it's surprising how many of my um, nephews and like littlest cousins, the boys all really like the chicks from that movie. And then all the little girls adore Olaf. Like Olaf's adore so him. Yeah, no, he's absolutely cute, but I just th- think that it's funny that those appeal to the opposite genders than you would originally expect. It was kind of funny. Take and, that gender normativity. <laughs> and then there's people like like Tana who love the uh, the elk, or the moose. Oh, what's the elk's Sven. name? Sven. Sven. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sven is pretty He's a reindeer. reindeer. There we go. Is he right? Really? Yeah, because um, Christoph sings the song, Reindeers are better than people. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Good point. And if you have the deluxe soundtrack, like I do, I just talked about how I'm sick of Frozen, but I have the <laughs> deluxe soundtrack and you can hear uh, they have like bloopers or songs that they had cut out of it. And um, one of them was a variation on that's reindeers are better than people. Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so have you had relationships other than this person at work altered by the fact that you're a geek? Yeah, I mean, I think in in general, I think we've all had relationships that like people were, were like, you'll start talking about your interests and people say, oh, oh, you like that. And then, of course, you get the opposite. People are like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. That's so awesome. I, yeah. you know, and then, you know, six hours later, you're like, holy crap, I missed a lot of things I was supposed to do. <laughs> it was a really nice conversation, though. Yes. In, in college, my uh, roommate's found out that I liked Star Wars and you know they weren't really that into it so they started calling me Becky the Trekkie and then I had to go and explain to them that Star Wars and (laughs) Star Trek are completely different and that it didn't help my case (laughs) (laughs) so that name kind of stuck even though I explained it over and over again oh gosh (laughs) oh well yeah and, and there are there are people who I've become very good friends with for for many years you know because of it tracy i don't think i don't i can't remember if you met howard when we went to phoenix comic-con um and I, I, th- know, I think we did bump into him briefly and becky i know you you met him when we, when we actually swung by the store i mean mm-hmm. uh, howard owns the comic book store that's you know a couple of miles from my folks house and i've been going there for probably 20 years now yeah well, that's and, a good point yeah and and i mean Howard has, you know, my folks have a house have a house up in northern Arizona. Howard's been up there. Um, you know, every time I stop I stop in, it's like, you know, nothing nothing's different. He, you know, check yeah, you know, talk talk to my folks how see how they're doing and yeah, yeah. Being a geek definitely just doing the things that geeks do does definitely introduce you to people you wouldn't otherwise meet. I mean, we've now even just from the blog and the podcast bumped into people doing stuff events for the blog and podcast um attending other geeky events and we've met people that have now become friends shane mcnulty uh, mikey mason um, just to name a couple of them that started out as kind of people that we met for the business and then sort of just became friends with i no, mean absolutely well and that that speaks to the larger thing you know being a geek for a long time used to be a very solitary kind of thing i was gonna you, say very lonely yeah i mean you know you had like you had some places you could kind of uh, meet up and 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 uh, socialize like comic book stores or gaming stores. 
um, some conventions, but with the, with, well, first off with the internet and then the explosion of the convention scene, mm-hmm. it has become much more of a large and to be fairly, fairly accepting community. Yeah, I uh, agree. And that's, and that's really nice. And it sort of bumps into other fringe communities. Like you two mm-hmm. are both um, very involved in the theater, mm-hmm. which bumps up very closely with being a geek. Um, obviously, some things aren't hugely geeky, like um, the sound of music, um, which I personally love, <laughs> but isn't necessarily a geeky thing. But then it just kind of meshes like the overall thing. Just kind But of... if you're passionate enough about it, yeah. then it can become very geeky. You know, yeah. if you know who all the stars are on Broadway... And you watch the Tonys religiously, you know, I think that qualifies as being a geek. And a lot of people who are involved in the theater are geeks in the traditional sense. Um, Like when a couple years ago uh, we were doing a show and it was right when the new doctor was about to be announced. And so we're all backstage in our costumes, but on our smartphones because we wanted to find out who the doctor was because there were so many Doctor Who fans in the cast. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, there, there is some level of crossover. I think, um, wicked. For well, no, sure. no, well, no, I was thinking Cheryl. Oh yeah. So, so the reason, so I met Cheryl doing theater, Cheryl and, um, and, and her, uh, her boyfriend, Bud are, are the actual, the persons who introduced Tracy and I, Mm-hmm. And I met Cheryl doing theater. Well, Cheryl Cheryl does costuming because one of her other side passions is SCA, uh, Society for Creative Anachronism. So she does costumes for that. Well, that's hugely geeky. Yes, absolutely. And then, I mean, even in that particular, that kind of goes back to her original point of how you introduce yourself to other geeks. So I knew Bud because we lived in the same apartment complex and used to hang out all of the time because he's an amazing cook. And I'm not going to lie. I had an ulterior motive. He's an amazing cook. <laughs> um, and he was started dating Cheryl. They had a party together. We both ended up there and started. Ta- I started talking to Sarah about Buffy. And I said three words. And you said three words because those are the only three words you ever say when we talk about Buffy. It's not just that. It was <laughs> you and Sarah were talking Buffy and drinking. I couldn't get words. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I said more words than three. You just weren't going to hear them. No. Uh, and then we ended up talking about Can't Stop the Serenity at the end, I think, right before we left. Yeah, because I think it was in a few... I think, I think the original... The original one... Or not the original one, but the... Um, that year's Can't Stop the Serenity was in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I was, I've been trying to get, actually trying to get Sarah to go for like the longest time. Yeah. And she just wouldn't come. You hear that, Sarah? I'm, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, Next year. Next year in Norfolk. Every year in Norfolk. Yes, I know. <laughs> but next year she has to come. Yes. Um. So, yeah. And I think... I think I mentioned it to you because you had you had never seen it. I had not seen Firefly at that point. Nope. And I and it was I got a sad day. I got sad. You, I got you to come to it. Yes, because I yeah, actually that's right. was it that year or no, was it the, it next, was the year? next year? Okay. Because and well, then I saw Serenity before we, we, we I saw hung Firefly. Out a, we hung out a little bit, and then kind of lost touch. Mm-hmm. And then reconnected at Cheryl's another one of Cheryl's parties. Yep. Her Mardi Gras party in like March. Oh yeah. I forgot about um, that. Was a fun Mardi Gras party. Yeah. That was the one where I had the illegal fireworks. Right, and you, me, and dude blew shit up in a church parking lot. That was hilarious. And then we ran. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the cops aren't listening to this. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I was young. I was foolish. <laughs> I made mistakes. 
and I think locally, I've, I've, I've been really pleased to see, and we're talking about the community and, the, and some of the events, really pleased to see that a lot of the community is fun, finally kind of coalescing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, there were a lot of geeky things going on, but they were all kind of all over the place. Yeah. And they weren't connected. Like you wouldn't, if you were a big fan of going to um, Atlanta's Comics and Games, and going to their events, you wouldn't necessarily know about Can't Stop the Serenity or um, any of the events on the peninsula. I mean, you just, you might know about MarsCon. That was kind of the big one. Yeah, and there there have been a couple things that have, that have helped. I, I honestly do think Tywater Comic Con has helped. Hugely. Just because of Mike's personality and the way he tends to bring people together. Well, there's that, and there's also just, like, everyone kind of coalesced in one location. So you finally had some of that that... that cross-pollination yes yes um, very much so you know people discovered other new local comic shops yep. or you know they met new people talked to new people i discovered a whole bunch of great new cosplay groups that i didn't even know existed in the area like the 501st and um some I mean, of those I, yeah i mean some of those i knew i knew about i didn't quite realize how how involved a mandalorian marks group we had yeah yeah Five O First and 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 Rebel Legion are kind of ubiquitous across, certainly across the country. Mm-hmm. It's certainly in in parts across the world. Uh, you go to like major any major metropolitan area will will usually have one. Um, but, so I, like I knew those were there, but I didn't realize how how much the Mandalorian merch were around as well. Yeah, and we got to meet a a lot of new um, comic creators that were not necessarily even local, maybe scattered as far up as DC or down into North Carolina. Um, and they all just kind of came together. I absolutely agree that that was a huge, a huge boost to a more integrated geek community in the area. But yeah, and again, that kind of goes back to geeks do geek things and then they meet other geeks. That's one of the coolest things about being one. Yeah, absolutely. Especially right now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little afraid that at some point in the not too distant future, this is going to start collapsing in on itself a little bit. I don't think it'll ever get back to where it was, I think, when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I hope I th- not. Well, I think just in general, I think it's too much of the part of the pop culture now. Like, the, it, it's it's much more mainstream with, with all the movies and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it'll ever be quite that bad. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dreading a little bit that there's going to be some kind of minor collapse in and itself. Well, just exhaustion with it. Mm-hmm. In in regular culture, so um, I, I I absolutely think the convention culture is gonna that there's is gonna suffer from that at some point. Well, yeah, I mean there have been so many conventions to pop up in the last number of years, and not oh, just that, but the big ones, the kind of the holy grails, the meccas, if you will, of the geek community are impossible for geeks to get into now, or not if not impossible, very 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 difficult. Right. Well, and, and that is certainly that's certainly part of it. But I mean. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like large regional cons that I think will survive. Phoenix, mm-hmm. Emerald City, C two E two, those kinds. Of, and then there's obviously ones that have been around forever. Gen Con, Dragon Con, like mm-hmm. those will yeah. survive. It's some of the smaller local ones. Yeah, Dragon Con's been around for like twenty six years at this point. Gen Con's been around for pushing sixty. Seriously, wow. Gen Con Gen Con's been around since the early six since I think the early sixties. I want to say sixty three. Gary Gygax actually helped. Um, put wow. the original Gen Con together. I did not know that. It was the Lake Geneva Convention Center, something like it was something like that. Yeah, that's why it's called Gen Con. 
Wow. Even though it's held in Indianapolis. <laughs> it is now. Yeah. Well, that I believe that's um, that's going on just just this past weekend. Yep, that's where Mikey Mason is. Oh. Because I've seen I've seen several posts of his from there. Yes. Yeah, but there's a lot there's a lot of the, the smaller regional cons that I I feel are gonna. Um, to be perfectly honest, I kind of hope Wizard World is one of those that. Yes. It's because it's 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 driven by a, a, a corporation rather than. And it's really Fans. yeah. Well, yeah, and it's really more about like the celebrities than anything else and i just i don't see that as a survivable model where things yeah. like even like new york and san diego have their have their their purposes and then you get the ones where the fans can get a little bit more a little closer with some of these creators phoenix mm-hmm. and emerald city yeah. c2e2 like i mentioned um baltimore mm-hmm. baltimore's not going anywhere i kind of hope awesome con survives that seems to be a really cool convention i'm yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, DC, I think, is, is big enough. Yeah. Especially if some of the other stuff doesn't survive as well. I think Awesome Con in DC um, yeah. will do very well. And it can pull from so many areas. I mean, we can drive up there in just a few hours. Absolutely. Right, you can be centrally located between kind of the su- some, some, some of the su- more southern cities. You can get some of the Baltimore crowd, mm-hmm. like the Baltimore Comic Con kind of crowd. And you can pull from as far as New York and yeah. you know, maybe even some of the the lower northeastern yep. areas yep delaware and pennsylvania you can't compete with the name awesome you can't, con i know I, I yeah that was regrettable but <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean they're running out of, they're running out of names like let's be honest <laughs> it's on that one. true there's a limited number i will tell you and i know this is slightly off topic but the big one that i have got to go in my lifetime is RingCon in germany because they are huge tolkien fans and i wanted to go to this since i was about eight so, yeah, that's that's a big one. I have heard good things. Um, a friend of mine actually uh, married married a guy from Germany, uh, and and he he was he got his uh, PhD in astrophysics. Dude, dude is a huge huge geek. Um, nice. Like like while he was getting his PhD, he went to San Diego every year. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, and uh, he I think he was telling me he'd been to it once or twice, wow. and it was like really impressive yeah it well it's it, what from what i've heard it's just insane like there's a massive amount of people it's just really 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 cool um and these people work on their costumes and stuff for years sometimes they come back every year with sm- improvements right too so something like that would be insane um and yeah then maybe i could meet a few more geeks in europe that would be cool <laughs> so how how have you seen how do you see being geek as uh impacting romantic relationships cuz that personally i have i have had issues with that in the past um are you currently having issues with that <laughs> no okay good okay um, hang on, hang on that that deserves a slight explanation okay well so- i was going to say you guys should start this one anyways <laughs> so so Obviously, most people on the podcast don't realize don't realize it unless they know us personally. So Becky and I are actually engaged. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, clearly, being a geek <laughs> has worked out for you guys. It ha- well, so and, and and I don't know. We haven't we haven't discussed this too terribly in terms of that. But I mean, in, in the past, it was it was difficult. You know, I would I and I tried a lot of a lot of online dating, and you know, people would be like, "Oh, you seem like a you know decent person in terms of like." 
I've got a good job and you know, you know, all that kind of stuff put together. It's like, mm, but, but I'm not really the comics thing and all the other hobbies. I was like, mm, I, th- I think, no, I'm good. Yeah. I yeah. Got, I got that a fair amount and was like, Oh, okay. Get <laughs> my usual response was get fucked, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not nice. Yeah. But I think, I mean, we're definitely both geeks just in different areas. Like I don't collect comics at all. Mm-hmm. I enjoy reading them. You've, you know, shown me some and gotten me into them. I really, I do want to get more into X-Men, but, um, you know, we both like Star Wars and we both respect each other's geekdoms. Yeah. Like I dragged him down to Disney World. Yeah. And I was going to say, that was definitely not something that I would have pictured you doing like two years ago, Andrew. I saw those pictures and I was like, he looks like he's really enjoying himself. I really, you know what? We need to post the one of you on the X-Wing fighter. Yes. Yes. That needs Mm -hmm. to go up. Well, I mean, like I hadn't been to Disney since I was 16 and I am 30. So it it was just one of those, like part of it was also the, I don't want to go to like, I've never been like, oh, I I don't want to go to Disney. Like it's like yeah, it is gonna be fun, but like I don't want to go alone. Yeah, like Disney, yeah, that would be Disney odd. at like twenty five alone would be really awkward. I I <laughs> not for me, but it's fine. <laughs> well, there's also well, the male thing. Yeah, that, well, also, but yes, I, I also I like like there's a lot of the, a lot of that Disney stuff that wouldn't normally be like my thing. Like, you're really into Disney, so that you really enjoy that kind of, a lot of the stuff. I would have I would have had fun, but it wouldn't have been quite the same. I would have been kind of wandering around. Just, Right. whatever whereas i know the parks backward and forward <laughs> so we were like on rides all the time we like never had to wait online it was great That's i didn't awesome. even have to look, I, I never looked at a map in three days I didn't, at, <laughs> I didn't look at a park map for any of the four parks See, we went to there are advantages to being with a geek yeah um so yeah so i dragged him to disney he's gonna take me to a con at some point nice um but it definitely impacts the gifts we give each other for example the han solo rug to my right (laughs) with the darth vader pillow behind you yes (laughs) well and it's so easy to get gifts for a geek all you have to do is get a gift from their kingdom done right deal right and if it's also a rare or hard to find item oh my god you're the best girlfriend ever right it's insane i love it (laughs) <laughs> well you know i would say just in general it, it for a long time i was looking for someone who would you know just kind of tolerate mm-hmm. it, it's much nicer to have someone who will also indulge with me yeah well and because you have different geekdoms it's really nice because you catch each other's enthusiasm so mm-hmm. something that would either not be something you would do at all like disney world for andrew or something that you would tolerate becomes actually fun because that person is so excited you can't help but catch that right um so yeah i i fully understand for me it's a little easier because i think and becky i think you understand this like being a girl geek yeah not as difficult as being a boy geek not at all (laughs) at least in this at least in this particular uh in this particular field it's true um in fact when i started dating my boyfriend it was easy because he really is into video games and for the first time, he had somebody that not only didn't care that he would spend hours on playing, um, which, and I'm like, look, as long as your life isn't in shambles, I mean, you right. have a perfectly good job. You clearly provide for yourself. You're not gross. You don't stink. You're fine. I don't care. But also, I mean, I'm the least coordinated person. Well, 
Andrew, you know, because you've seen me attempt to play video games. It is really bad. But <laughs> I, I re- and now that my laptop's working, I can get the files, and everyone can see how <laughs> can see how bad you are at playing video games. Oh joy, that's gonna be fun. Um, yes. So the very first time that I played a modern video game, the very first time I played Assassin's Creed Two, I think I think it was two. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm a left-handed person, so the controller was backwards for me. And I could not, I would crash into a wall and then I couldn't get off the wall because I couldn't did, figure it Assassin's out. For Assassin's Creed, you did surprisingly well. Well, I will say that... You were, you were at least comparable to, to watching Kyle play. <laughs> and Kyle's been playing video games for a long time, so... Well, I played for about an hour and I thought, okay, well, that's that's fine. I mean, we've played for long enough. And I look up at the clock and it's been three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I hadn't gotten past the first little level, so... Um, so anyway, so I do like video games. I just suck at them. So I'll just sit for an hour and watch him play because he'll play Skyrim or um, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Thank you. That was I kept thinking Dead Souls. It's not Dead Souls um, or Dark Souls or whatever. And I mean, it's it's really geeky. It's really cool. I love armor. I'm a big armor fan. Um, so I'll just watch him play and I'm perfectly happy. So that was that made life a lot easier. And then um, just kind of like coordinating the house is super easy because I'm like, oh, hmm, I think this should be a firefly room. And he's like, yes, that's what I was thinking. Life is so easy. It's fantastic. Um, and I, prior to this relationship, I don't think I had dated a geek geek before. Um, one of my um, exes loves zombies. That's about as close as I got. And it just, I mean, it was fine. There wasn't a problem with it, but it's just, I don't know, life is easier. And we both love conventions and we both love comic books and um, a lot of the stuff that I read now, because I tend to be more into um, like Dark Horse or that kind of, or indie comics or something like that. I'll pass those on and he's always been a Marvel guy. So he's kind of starting to get into the indie comics world and being like, wow, these stories are like so cohesive and so interesting. And um, it just, we bounce off each other. And again, we don't always have the exact same fandoms, Mm -hmm. but it kind of meshes really it vectors very well Well, that's helpful because i mean if every if you share the same passions for everything then it's boring yeah it does or creepy yeah well that's just mind that's just the mind control it's just it's not a big thing just Just don't worry about it it. (laughs) don't worry about it andrew (laughs) you say it like the first time i've been mind controlled (laughs) i mean at this point the pathways in your brain are just so well um traveled though it's just it's so easy to just go in and take over i'm glad you said travel because that wasn't the word i was thinking (laughs) (laughs) at all so yeah um being a geek does make the only the only drawback to being two geeks in the same house is that there is a lot of bric-a-brac there is so much so many nicknames (laughs) yes so many yes a lot of clutter yes so uh, a lot of clutter and, and a lot of money spent on kingdoms. Well, like, like, <laughs> yeah, that. Like nobody is nobody is 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 super willing to part with anything. Right. Like, yes. Mm. Yes. We've w- what we're doing now is just trying to find creative ways to display everything. Right. Which isn't always easy, but well, like, you know we're making it work. Like I've been trying to 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 clear out some of my comic collection. And there are times I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave a stack of like a certain series, like sitting on the table. Just look at it. Like, I should get rid of that. I should get rid of that. <laughs> and kind of inch it closer to the box. <laughs> I should get rid of that. 
<laughs> Come back to it a couple days later. Ah, oh, she got rid of it and she's closer to the box. So it's like a, it's a process. <laughs> it is a process. <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. And then there's certain things where I'm like, oh, oh God, I still own that. Oh <laughs> no, 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 no. Deadpool. I found oh. like I found some 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 substantial Deadpool runs, and I was like, oh, those are going. Like those are going. Those those should be gone like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot. So. Overall, yeah, I, I would say it's easier to be a girl geek. I think so. Although I think it has more to do with the social awkwardness that sometimes comes along with, with geekiness. Yes. Like being a, a socially awkward geek girl is okay because there are still geek boys that right. will be okay you know, with be that. okay with that. But being a socially awkward geek guy, there's not as many girls out yeah, there yeah. so i don't think it's necessarily the geekiness it's just some people aren't socially along. adjusted well, properly the, the, <laughs> yeah. the socially socially awkward female geek is actually kind of kind of become a trope almost it, yeah mm-hmm. it's endearing well felicia day yes yes i mean, I mean it, it's people have made careers off of it mm-hmm. right um zoe de chanel yeah you know it, it's that there, there's an actual like like stereotypical personality for that the manic mm-hmm. pixie girl Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And to be honest, pickup lines suck. And I just, I think that it's so easy to be clever and funny and witty on the internet when you can sit there mm-hmm. and think about your response for a little while. And then in real life, it's a lot harder. Um, and I think that that if you are a geek girl, you spend enough time online that you know that that guy that you're hanging out with, you're having a first date with, if you wait long enough, he'll come up with something really cute. But you gotta wait for it. And right. I think a, a girl that doesn't spend that much time in that community doesn't realize that and will just kind of write someone off a lot more quickly. Whereas mm-hmm. a geek girl, you're kind of going, well, I'll, I'll wait a little while and see what happens. Yeah. You're a lot more patient. I think that's a fair point. Yep. Relationships are better when you're a geek. That, I think that's Absolutely. the conclusion today. Yeah. I mean, geeks are passionate. That's I, what you want in relationships, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> Friendships and romantically. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So, since you've been gone for quite a while, Tracy, what have you been into? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so while I was away, I finished the... Um, and general- by the way, the rest of us are going to take a nap because it's going to take a while. <laughs> it is going to take a while. I'm sorry. Um, so, while I was away and traveling, etc., um, I finished the Gentleman Bastard series by Scott Lynch. Scott Lynch is one of the authors that I met at Phoenix Comic Con two years ago. Last year? Two years two ago. Two years ago, yep. Um, and I was blown away by The Lies of Lockmore. I've written extensively on that for the blog. And um, I finished uh, book two and book three. Book four is coming out soon. Um, I'm really, really excited. He is an excellent world builder and he doesn't do it at the expense of the story really highly 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 recommend these books um i read the first um book in brent weeks's new series um the first book is called the black prism that's really good i recommend that one as well um i read some other kind of random stuff it's really hard to find books in english when you're in countries that that's not their first language so i just kind of had to go with whatever i could find so i ended up with some awkward things um, I read The Confession, um, which is uh, John Grisham. That was interesting. Um, definitely not my normal. Um, and then I read some mystery book, which I can't even remember the name of it. It was so horrible. I just left it at the next hostel for somebody else to, to 
perhaps enjoy. Ooh. Uh, I, re- I finished Ready Player One while I was abroad as well. And I'm about to start um, Armada, which is the next book by the same author. Um, and we'll probably talk about that at a later date. That's actually, if you if you finish in time, that'll be our next podcast. Nice. Perfect. Um, so the pressure's then, on. Oh, jeez. And then I just picked up the first um, trade hardback of Ex Machina. So, yes. Trade. You get you lent it to no, no, me. No, no, Trade hardback. Is, it a, is that not a thing? Trade no. is not a hardback? Trade has to be paperback? Really? Yes, it's called a trade paperback. Oh. It's either a hardcover or a trade paperback. Well, it's a hardcover, so I guess yes. it's not a trade that's at all. That's the, that, that's the, deduction, the deluxe hardcover. Ooh, nice. Ah. Nice. <laughs> well, I borrowed that from Andrew, so <laughs> as you can probably tell. Um, what else am I doing? I think th- I think that's it for the moment, but I've got stacks and stacks and stacks of things to catch up on. I've been swallowing. I, I've been watching parts, Parks and Rec. Um, I'm just inhaling media at this point that I haven't. Um, oh, and I'm reading Guns, Germs, and Steel. Not assigned, actually. Just reading it for fun. I know. I know. I'm a weirdo person. I, I really like the idea of the end of the world. <laughs> Well, on that positive note, <laughs> <laughs> what are you into, Becky? Well, at the moment, I am uh, doing a show because I'm a theater geek, nice. and the show we're doing is uh, called Forbidden Broadway, which theater geeks, it's like the mecca because nice. it's just a parody of everything theater and everything Broadway. So it's very funny. If you're in the area, you should check it out. But <laughs> yeah, we'll throw uh times and stuff in the show notes sure let's see i i have i well first of all i'm about seven weeks behind on my comics oh. um because i've been doing a lot of prose reading nice oh um, you've been reading a lot of histories and stuff yes well so i i had finished I, a while back i finished a history of the plantagenets uh and then the the same author uh wrote a a history of uh, the wars of the roses so i finished that um, I pushed through Armada, which was, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, um, Elizabeth the first, no Armada, oh, the, oh. the book I just loaned you. Yes. Sorry. That's a fiction book. Right. Completely unrelated. But you Plantagenet, it, I said it I, sounded like it fit right in. Oh. <laughs> you skipped a couple of Kings there. That, I did. Yeah. I was like, hmm, well, I guess we jumped. It's fine. No, so uh, like hopefully that'll be our next uh, our next podcast after this one is talking Ready Player One and, and Armada. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm working on uh, the Ghost Brigades, which is the sequel to uh, John Scalzi's Old Man Old Man's War. Nice, which is really good. Nice. Which I've also been doing. Just kind of watching random random stuff. You just watched um, Ant Man, right? I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have an Ant- Ant-Man review coming out in a couple of days. I didn't just watch it. just been busy with work, so yeah. I apologize for not getting a review out to you guys sooner. I saw Pixels. It was terrible. I've, I, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, everyone. too, but I'm still going to see it next Tuesday. You, <laughs> you can go see it, but it's not even bad enough to be good again, much like Jurassic World was so terrible it was hilarious. No. This is just... Ooh. So awful. But anyway. Um... But Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it is based on a short film, which I can send you the link for for the show notes. Um, the short film is actually hilarious. It's really cute. I, I, this person, I, I would have loved to have seen them Them include uh, the, the quote-unquote villain from King of Kong. 
problem is he wouldn't have gotten it. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have understood it was a joke. He honestly, I think the Peter Dinklage character is not I'm, even a little bit. I'm sure it's based yeah, on him. It it even looks like him, just much shorter. I'm certain. Yeah, no, I'm certain it is. Like that, 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 that there, there was as soon as I saw the trailer for that, there was no doubt in my mind that was that was who that was based <laughs> <Yes>. on. <laughs> I started trying to trying to work my way through the X Files recently. Mm. Um, I can only watched that in like three or four episode chunks though, just because. It's very dated. It's not that even that's very dated. I mean that that part's slightly amusing. Um, the shoulder pads. Oh my god, the shoulder pads. Well, yes, it just yeah, yeah. Gillian Anderson's <laughs> wardrobe in general is 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 interesting. No, I would I would just say, it's all it's always so serious. Yes. Like they, 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 take, they take everything very seriously. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's difficult to watch in more than a couple of episodes at a time. And the guy with the cigarette, which I don't think he ever gets named. Um, actually, no. there's a Funko Pop character, Cigarette Smoking Man, called Cigarette Smoking Man. Yeah, yeah. The Smoking Man. Um, th- that almost reminds me. Um, it's almost like Lost, kind of that that sort of build up to almost nothing. I have to I have to look into it. I, I want to say that 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 there were people involved with from the X Files that did Lost. That wouldn't surprise me even a little. There are. It's not that one reminds me of the other that much. I mean, they're they're clearly not based off each other, but. There are reminiscent scenes and and ideas. The other one I need to go back and watch because only I think two seasons is is uh, Twin Peaks. Mm, yep. Um, yeah, watching that. Um, for folks who have HBO, there is a comedy called The Brink with Jack um, Jack Black that nice. is just ridiculously funny. Nice. So I, I've been I've been really uh, enjoying that. And last night I started watching um, the new uh, Netflix series, Red Hot, Amer- uh, Wet Hot American Summer, uh, first day of camp. And it's just got, I saw it's ads got for the, that. It's got the most ridiculous cast. Oh my gosh. It's like, crazy. Amy uh, Poehler. Amy Poehler. Um, Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. H. Uh, John Benjamin. What? Uh, Janine Garofalo. Molly Shannon. Um, um, who else was in it? It's got... Oh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh my gosh. Wow, Netflix has really yeah. stepped up their game. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and the, sh- and the show is just... It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, it's, I mean, it's all these, you know, very much adult actors Yep. playing like 16, in the eight, the, the, I mean, it's in the 80s, so they're all dressed like the 80s. Is, it, is, is it reminiscent of American Pie? Well, no, so they're all, they're all playing like 16-year-old camp counselors. Like, like they're all supposed to be, you know, kids, like 16, 17 year olds. And they're so not. Yeah. And it's really funny. That's awesome. It's like, there's no real way to describe it. It is just ridiculous. <laughs> but, That's yeah, the only I'll word. Have to, I'll have to check it out. And at least so far it's been, I mean, there's language, but otherwise it's been like oddly appropriate. Like I was expecting, like with that, with that kind of cast, I was expecting that kind of and that kind of topic, like summer yeah. camp. Yeah, I was expecting a lot more, like a lot more risque and stuff. No, nope. mm-hmm. it's just it's just ridiculous. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. Also, watching H. John Benjamin like live on screen is weird. Of, well, because he looks nothing like the characters he play. <laughs> yes. I mean, I yes. mean, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna compare him to anyone, it's the closest analogy is probably Bob from Bob's Burgers. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not like he's he's kind of short, kind of paunchy. 
he's balding. Balding, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's not Archer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So. Um, the Netflix one that I need to get back into is Peaky Blinders. Um, I don't. It's I the, haven't started that one yet. The episodes are really long. It's almost like watching um, an episode of Sherlock, mm. where it's like an hour and a half. Um, they're they're full hour hour to I think maybe an hour and ten minutes even um, full length episodes. So it's kind of an investment to sit down. But I really I think I watched the first three episodes. It was really good. I recommend it. I mean, that is that is one thing I enjoy about like the Netflix series that they don't they're not time limited yeah right netflix is just i mean i remember when there were like two netflix shows and now it just seems like there's a new one every couple the new black and house of cards yep that was it and and high quality definitely but only a couple of them and i don't even know how they keep up with it at all right i really don't they must just really if if you haven't seen uh grace and frankie or frankie and grace i can't remember which one it is but um jane fonda and uh, Lily Tomlin, and you're like, okay, it's just two old women, like on the logo, and you're like, eh, this. No, I highly recommend that series. Awesome. We're, we're part of the way through the second season of BoJack Horseman. Yes. And that's ridiculous. That's also ridiculous. I think I finished it. Did I pass you? I may have passed you. Might, you. You, might, <laughs> you might have. Oh well. Sorry. Yeah, well, I think that uh, that just about does it for this episode. So, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to Therefore I Geek. Check out our podcast and our blog posts. Mm-hmm. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Therefore I Geek. And follow us on Twitter at Therefore I Geek. Tracy is at Mary Eyes. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram as uh, Therefore I Geek. And you can find this podcast and others on iTunes and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow us, uh, subscribe, and leave, us, leave, a, leave a review. Yeah. So, once again... I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. And I'm Becky. And you've been listening to Therefore I Geek.